Last episode, we were pledges, and now that means we're ready to go active. But first, we have to go through Hell Week. We watched Hell Week. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Welcome, Moon Goons! Welcome back to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, it's always my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this fine, fine weekend? Sup, bro? Bro? Yeah, man, go get some brewskis, keg stands. Bro, beer bonging? Butthole shots. Butthole uh, <laughs> isn't that something kids are doing these days, is putting alcohol in their assholes? I've heard something about that, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine doing that, but... Yeah, All right, it's just a n- f- new fun way to get drunk. Kids these days. Yeah, crazy assholes. Yeah, fuckers. Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this week's movie uh, is Hell Week. Uh, sticking with our, we did a little two-week, was supposed to be three-week, but knocked down to two-week uh, theme of fraternity slash sorority horror-themed movies. Right. So uh, last last episode, we were pledges. Now we're going through Hell Week. Uh, this little movie... Well, you know, before we get to it, let's, let's ramble on about it. Let's sh- our shameless plug time. So, um, that's that. Oh, you're looking department. at me. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's your department, Aaron. Of course, uh, <laughs> you listen to Horrible Horror Podcast, where you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle, handle is at so bad it is scary. Uh, find us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Speaker.com, and iHeartRadio. And, of course, you can check us out at HorribleHorrorPodcast.com, that is HorribleHorrorPodcast.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, our entire archive, as well as look at our Hall of Fame, and if you feel so, like you like it so much, you can buy one of our shirts that are a little merchandise, Uh, so it's it's pretty neat, and we do have our Patreon page, which has absolutely no rewards for you (laughs) whatsoever, but if you want to give us money, you can. We suck. Yeah, we do suck. (laughs) Well, thank you for that, Aaron. Uh, Speaking of sucking, Aaron, I should say not sucking, I... Ladies and gentlemen, I know you guys don't always know this, but from the very beginning, three years ago, I used, you know, I tried to get Aaron to actually take notes on these movies with me, and for about the first three weeks, maybe he did, maybe, and then he just stopped all completely. But holy shit, guys! For the first time in like two years, I think Aaron actually took notes on a movie. I did. I took so notes. I, I have a pretty good memory. I have pretty good recall for movies, but lately, I just felt like I haven't been as sharp as I could be. Right. Maybe because you don't take notes. <laughs> well, hey, for the amount of note-taking I did not take for yeah. previous episodes, I was pretty solid. But oh, I, I take back. It's been, it hasn't been quite two years because you do take notes on like the two episodes that you've had to run. Three. Three episodes you've had to run in three. my place. So, okay. And also, I forgot, we, I did Pork Chop 3D. So that's four. I did four of them. I was on it though. There were the three episodes we were talking about well, last yeah, week. Were, were on it. But were I, I still ran you, it. But I ones ran I actually weren't on. But yeah. But there. Then there's like mm. another two, I think that you ran that I was sat in on. Maybe three. But I was still there. It doesn't matter. Anyway. So yeah. But this, I did notes. I did notes. I'm so excited. So excited. I did notes. Um. 
So, yeah, let's talk about Hell Week. Uh, this movie, this independent movie, was released uh, January 5th of 2010. Now, it's funny you say released January of 2010, because holy shit, does it look dated. It does look very dated. Whoa, this is definitely fil- This was definitely filmed before 2010. I think so, because it, had it, it to have looks been. really dated. Either that or modern technology has not reached Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, or they, yeah, they just didn't have the, equi- the, like, the better equipment at the time, and they just did it on like, camcorders. Because it is the director's first movie. It's his very first movie attempt. Um, it was written by Eddie Langell and April Needham, also directed by Eddie Langell. Uh, like I said, this was his very first uh, attempt at directing a movie. You can find this thing on Amazon. It's free with a Prime membership right now. Um, there's actually when you look when you type in Hell Week, which you have to for some reason on Amazon, if you type it in with two words, which it is, you get like two separate words, two Hell and week. week. You get a whole. It doesn't show me. You get a whole different list of movies. But if you type it in one 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 word, then it comes up. And he runs. There's four versions of this movie on Amazon for some stupid... Three of them all have the same cover, like the same movie. One's a Prime, and the other two are not Prime. Yeah, so I don't know why you would not rent it or not use the Prime, I guess. But uh, And then the, the the fourth version is the Grindhouse edition. The Grindhouse cut. Which, yeah, for some reason they decided to... Hey, you know what? Let's take this turd, you know, this turd pie and uh, re-release it again. It was the Grindhouse edition. Uh did you watch the Grindhouse edition? I did. That's actually the first edition I watched. My first one was that one. And when I went back and I saw the let's watch this other one, see if there's any difference. I'm like, oh, there is a lot of difference here. And uh, sadly, boy, I actually ended up watching this movie four fucking times. Wow. And I about went insane because <laughs> it's a shit movie. You watched it four times? I watched not in, like I, not because, like, oh, I have to watch it. It's so good. But because the first time I watched it was the Grindhouse version, yeah, and that was probably like m- like a month or two ago. I was just kind of skimming, trying to find stuff to watch or to do for a show. So I watched it once. I'm like, oh, this sucks. We have to get to it. <laughs> um, and then uh, when I knew we were going to do it, I watched, went back and watched the uh, regular version, and I found like, oh, there's actually is a regular version. So let's go back and watch what the right. first print was. And but and I was like, Shit, okay, that is different. But well, I just wonder how different it is because I, so I went back and watched the Grindhouse version like back Again. to back. So I watched the first one, then immediately turned around and watched Grindhouse version, and then and that was a few days ago. And then when I started taking my notes, I had to watch when I figured we we're gonna do the regular version on the show. I started watching that again. So I've watched each version twice. Wow. So I watched this movie four times total. So is there any significant difference? Yeah, between... there 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 is differences. Um, Should we get to that in the odds? We'll and get end? that. Yeah, I'll try to. We'll kind of touched that out on, on at the end of the show. I'll, I'll kind of skim over the differences. Um, but yeah, you can find out both of them on Amazon. Um, the cast doesn't fucking matter. We're not even going to talk about the cast. So let's just go right into this uh, turd cake. And uh, all right, the movie, it opens with like this scene of a news like field reporter reporting on a missing college girl named Gracie Smith, who's a stripper and was last seen walking by a now shut down and supposedly abandoned warehouse. That's our setup. So the big concern is a missing stripper who is working in like a shitty industrial part of town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not news. <laughs> and this news reporter has a microphone that looks like it's used for rock band video games. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks <laughs> it like really it's does. baby's first microphone. <laughs> I know that too. It's the worst it's microphone. really bad. So during this news report scene, it's the, the film's constantly and quickly cutting back and forth between the news reporter 
and the missing girl who we see is chained up her in a dark room and, and bloodied. I, and yeah, and she's being tortured, and she eventually gets killed. And, and it's it's like the torture porn kind of hostile. It's like oh, I got a blowtorch. Yeah, yeah I got pliers to cut your fingers off with. And, yeah, uh, cut you but in the background, the sound is nuts. It sounds like there's like five sword fights going yes, on in the does. background. <laughs> it's, what? What? <laughs> it's like fucking Nico Montoya and Dread Pirate Roberts fighting on the cliffs of insanity. Just ching, yeah, ching, ching, yeah. Ching, it's, ching. I mean, at first I thought maybe it's kind of like the the sharpening like, of a yeah. kind of like slapping the knives together on ching 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 ching. You know, like kind of making that sound. But yeah. it's it's t- multiple, multiple. It sounds like there's a, there sounds like there's swords fights going it's on. It's a symphony of blades. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it, so it, distracting. It is very distracting. And it's not. <laughs> And it's not the only time in this movie that that happens. No, either. it's not. The sound, uh, sound design in this movie is awful. Yeah, the sound's really rough. I mean, just let's get it out of the way first. I mean, there's parts where it gets real quiet, and you turn up to listen. The next scene, it's like, <laughs> it's just crazy loud. And I had to keep turning it up and down and yeah. up and down. Did yeah. you have that problem? Yeah, I, I had some problems. Like, yeah, and not even just like the that kind of audio problem. I'm just talking about the, the overall sound design, like the choices they made. When they were editing this and putting the sound effects, and it's like, like you say, with the the swords, the sound yeah. of like the, the sword swords. fight, which <laughs> happens multiple times, and then there's other sound effects they chose to put in that are like, what? Yeah, like it's really fucking weird. And while we're getting at it, okay, first of all, the acting is atrocious. The script is one of the and writing is some of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, the dialogue is just garbage. It's just a hot garbage mess. Now I feel like you say that a lot. About every I, movie we see, it's like one of the worst. I well, I read Colin that too, but then we always like, holy shit, it, we keep raising the bar somehow. I didn't think it was as bad. Really, I really there's some parts of it, maybe not. I don't know there's some parts, some things that these people say, like just me think nobody talks like that. Nobody would say the things these people are saying, and I'm like, who? Like that's what I'm talking about. It's like that's what it's like. I have some examples we'll get to later, okay. but yeah. Uh, anyway, so the girls kill. We roll the opening credits and some shitty music. Like, a, there's a lot of shitty butt rock there's in this movie. There's a lot of butt rock. Um, so we jump forward one year later in time now, and we meet Gage and Mickey, two fraternity guys unloading the keg for the big keg party tonight. Kegger, uh, bro. Yeah, Mickey is one of the pledges, and this fucker, he, he's a, you can tell he works out. He's a big, strong guy, but he just... <laughs> You can tell this keg's empty because he just yeah. picks this up and just like hauls it off like it's fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. And if you've ever tried to lift a full keg, it's fucking it's heavy. Got some it's, fucking weight. It, yeah, I mean, it's it can, not it can, easy. It can to be move. done, but you're 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 walking funny. This guy p- picks it up like it's nothing. Yeah, like you can yeah. tell. Yeah. Uh, so up comes three more brothers of fraternity. We have the fraternity president and King Douche Asshole JJ. He's my hero. I had a feeling you... you I like JJ. I like JJ. Right when he started talking, I'm like, okay, that's my favorite. I had. I just knew. I, like, I was watching, I was like, I bet Aaron's going to like this guy. Who's the asshole? Aaron's going to like him. <laughs> uh, then we also have Wyatt and Bert. Uh, that's it. We just meet this guy. In the very next scene, like seriously, the very next scene, we go back in time again to three days ago. So why? That's just weird. Why the me. time We go shift? one year forward and three days back. Um, JJ is leading a fraternity meeting where they discuss this year's hell week and what they're going to do for it. Uh, JJ tells his boys that they're going to have the pledges prove themselves by taking him to the old abandoned warehouse blindfolded and we're going to leave them there. And then we're going to like scare them or some shit. Gage has issues with this, but he's shut down real quick by JJ who, um, and then we, then we also meet another brother by the name of porn King, the porn King, the porn King. Um, now this guy gets his name because basically all he does is sell. He like 
gets porn. He gets his hands on all this porn, and then he sells, sells it his porn. at parties. Which this is such like a nineteen. This is something you've seen like nineteen seventies or eighties. That's why I feel it's so dated. It is dated, like really dated. Because like now, nobody in college in two thousand says, "Oh, let me buy porn." When you get, oh, no, I was hop on Pornhub on the internet, and watch everything I want for free. Oh no shit! Need, don't need to buy this shit for some sleazy fraternity. But if this was released in two thousand ten, two thousand ten. Even if this was made back there was in 2000, you could get porn off the internet. Plenty of porn yeah. available in so 2000. So it's just so weird. Like This was this thing like, I just sell porn at the art parties to make... I'm like, right? what? Yeah. Now, like, of course, he had like... I think a lot of it was also quote-unquote homemade because he did talk... Yeah. Like, it gets a well, I was, later. Yeah, I was, yeah. You, think, I, you beat me to yeah. it. But yeah, he does make some homemade porn too that he, yeah. he sells. But uh, it's just a weird, weird... Like, it's like it just doesn't work these it, days. Yeah, it does not. It's a weird premise. Yeah, yeah, it does not work in modern day. So, um, anyway, JJ sends Porn King to the warehouse to check it out, make sure it's all safe and ready to go. <laughs> having a guy sell porn is like having a milkman that delivers to your house. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> it happened at one time, but it doesn't fucking happen today. No. <laughs> uh, so now we cut to some diner where we meet two of oh, our three main you chicks. You mean Megan's Diner? Oh, yeah, Megan's Diner. Yeah, Thank they you. even show the sign. This is like <laughs> bizarre local advertising, I think. Because they show the like the marquee of the of the diner. It says, Megan's Diner, buy the, get some hash browns or whatever. I miss and that And they part. go inside, and when the girls are talking, she's like, I love Megan's Diner. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's some place called Megan's, Megan's diner. diner. In Ohio somewhere. Yeah. Uh, outside <laughs> Cleveland, I guess. Uh, so we meet Kara who's JJ's girlfriend and Stephanie, who's Wyatt's girlfriend. And the third girl is Kara's friend coming in from out of town named Haley. She's coming in town for a visit. We haven't met her yet. So Kara decides to call JJ to tell them where they're at. It's like, Hey, I need to call JJ to tell them we're at the diner. And I shit you not less than 10 seconds go by between when Kara tells JJ they're at the diner. She hangs up to when JJ pops up and joins them. Yeah. It's like, what the shit? <laughs> Two things about the scene that kind of just made me go, huh? Again, Old technology. The phone they were using was a flip phone flip with phone. a with the antennae had to pull out. Mm-hmm. You know, so these are really old fucking phones. I'm thinking like 2004. You know, 2005. Yeah, my, when I had my flip phone with the antenna, that was. Well, I was a little behind, but I I, I had one of those in, at two, in 2007. I had a so a, a flip phone with a pull up antenna. But like 2010, I mean, people had smartphones. <laughs> Pretty much everyone had a smartphone, right? Yeah, 2010. 2010? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They I remember because were... I still had like my my side my my slide phone, yeah. the slide, and then I remember I got my first smartphone. wasn't I don't know, but anyway, they it were was, coming up. They it were was definitely up. fucking old. And the other thing I noticed in this, you know what they were eating? I didn't pay attention. They each had one piece of corn on the cob. Oh, that's right. She was talking. No, and, and somebody's like, I love this corn. It's so good. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who? Like, I came here last week just for this corn. Is this another plug for Megan's Diner? <laughs> They're especially his corn they or get, something? Because they don't have, like, any, like, protein, like, you know, any, like, Yeah, it's not like a burger, or fries, or, like, or anything like that. Or yeah. any other sides. No, bu- just a fucking piece of corn. corn. <laughs> and they're, like, all jazzed about it. <laughs> It was just strange. It's really strange. It's really 2010, weird. 2010, you got flip phones <laughs> with antennas, and you guys eat corn on the cob. Corn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this so, place is weird. Yeah, I forgot about the corn. Yeah. I think. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so, yeah, JJ pops up 10 seconds after she calls him. Uh, and then we cut to this guy and some blonde girl walking down a sidewalk talking. Uh, the girl's name's Chrissy. 
Uh, and she's played by April Needham, who was one of the writers of this of this movie. Uh, she turns out she's a stripper too, who used to work with Gracie, who was the girl that was killed in the opening. Uh, she tells her man that Gracie's body was found today in the river, and their bodies are mutilated and burnt, and that they found clown makeup on her face under the burnt skin, which made me stop and scratch my head. And I'm pretty sure I could be wrong about this, but any makeup you're wearing and when your face gets burnt and melted off, I'm pretty sure the makeup would be gone too. It wouldn't go underneath. The burned skin. And another problem I had was she's found a year later yeah. in the river. Yeah, she would be disgusting. Like, that would, there'd be, like, nothing left of her. There'd be dental records Dent- would probably be yeah. the only thing. Because, you know, yeah, you decay pretty quick. But in a river, you decay real fast. Yeah, you know? and plus you have all the, the everything's, like, eating you exactly. and like, nibbling off you. Exactly. Like it's, yeah, so the, the, everything about that is just wrong, <laughs> what like they say. She was a, they were a, able to identify, like, her body, the way she was killed, how like fingers and things got ripped up. It's like you don't know, no, I, no, I, no. That doesn't work. Maybe I go fingers because if you cut the bone and the skeleton's missing fingers, that would make sense. It's true because it would be a clean cut. Too, yeah, because fish would have like a more rigged. Yeah, you, know. you could tell if a cut a bone. But was like cut the off. tongue being gone, that all would be gone regardless. Yeah, you know? and I, yeah. the big yeah, I didn't think it far, but I was just upset about the whole. Oh, they found makeup underneath her burnt skin. Like, no, that doesn't wasn't worked that oh, way. No, it was it just burned uh, off. But yeah, the fact that she was found a weird year later in yeah, the in, river, in a river. And they were able to identify all these things that happened yeah, to her. Yeah, so like, nope. that all that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, we jump to Kara and JJ now lounging around talking about the pledges in the warehouse. Uh, JJ's like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna sneak and scare them." And so Kara starts telling JJ a story about some family from years ago. Did you notice he had black tape, black electrical tape on his baseball cap? Yes, it was right in the middle. Like I he had to cover a up a logo yeah. or something. Like the, yeah, they like do the little tape over the logo. Um, but before she starts going into the story, the movie cuts back to Chrissy and her man sitting on some steps smoking. They're talking, and they also end up talking about the family that owned the the Dow Factory Warehouse years ago. And the urban legend that's become over all these years. And so the boyfriend starts telling Chrissy about how the father of this family would just let his kids run around, run free and play, especially around Halloween time because he was so busy with work. Uh, And then apparently the daughter wanders off, falls down like a mining shaft or something, and and she dies. (laughs) So the father goes like insane from this, locks his sons up in a small room for days on end. And then... Sometime after that, the elder son takes a hammer, kills his younger brother after going insane from the solitary confinement. That's the backstory we get. We go back to JJ and Carr, who I guess have finished, who I guess Carr has now finished telling JJ the same story because he gets upset at her right. for wasting his time and making his hell week even worse. He's like, oh, baby, I got all this stuff. I'm like, it's hell week. I got to do all this stuff. And you're, you know, now you're wasting my time with this. And he's, just, you know, just being a dick. Uh, we cut to Bert and Gage hanging out. Gage calls JJ to apologize. Uh, JJ says, you know what? You make it up to me by picking up all this shit for the big cake party. And JJ reads off this insane list of things they want for the party, which is supposed to be, I guess, a it bit was of kind comedy. of funny. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, okay, you got to get the kegs of beer. Then you got to get a backup beer. Get the backup to the backup beer. Yeah. And then it's like shaving cream, this, that, dildos. dildos. Um, what else was there? Bitches. Yes, bitches. You had to pick up go because you get those at the, the old bitch shop, you know. <laughs> I gotta go pick up some bitches <laughs> at the bitch shop. I wish they. I mean, it was all like party stuff. I wish he would have thrown in like something like a little more like uh, Vaseline, not Vaseline, but like um, 
No, toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So now we get this scene from the bar. There's a, like there's a bar scene. Um, it, it's kind of points, but every, every all of our main characters are kind of hanging out, talking. Uh, the dialogue is well, really you, bad here. You missed the part where JJ finds Porn King and Porn King's talking to Gage on the phone and talks shit about Yeah, I skipped over that because yeah. it just doesn't really but matter. It explains why. This is something maybe you can explain to me. Okay. Because I didn't quite get it. <clears throat> All right, go so, on. Basically, JJ, the Porn King and JJ are arguing about something, about picking something up or bringing something. I couldn't quite make it out because I wasn't. I don't know, I was taking notes, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> sorry. But JJ says you have to do, you have to do what I say, or else because I'm the president, you have to dress up like a woman for the day. Yeah, like I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it that was supposed to be like a kind of a weird like <clears throat> frat thing, frat fraternity thing. Yeah, um, yeah, because Gage is like he's he's talking, porn king's talking to Gage. He's like, yeah. You want me to go? I ain't fucking doing that. I'm not doing J. You know, I'm not doing that. And then JJ pops up, like, "Oh, guess what? You, you know, um, hold on a second. Yeah, clear your throat. <laughs> you sound horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, but JJ, yeah, what you're saying, JJ's like, you better do what I say, cause you know, like, uh, as the president of, boys, like, if you don't do the bitch work, then you have to dress like a bitch for so much x amount of time or something like that. And porn is like, fine, I'm not doing it. So that's why he's dressed up as in a woman, okay. as in a woman's dress and makeup. Cause, at the yeah, because then they go to the bar scene and he's dressed on. And he's he's got makeup on, a dress on. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like um, you know, this is this whole scene supposed to be comedic? It's supposed to be, but it's just it's a waste of time. It's, it, it's, it, it's awful. The writing is awful. The acting's awful, and it just it doesn't it doesn't push the plot forward. It doesn't do anything. It's just like a time filler. And this movie doesn't need any more filler because it's fucking long. It's a lot of filler. It's, um, it's an hour 42. Yeah, it's an hour and 42 minutes. And really, nothing really even happens to about the hour mark anyway. And for an independent film, an independent horror film, that's a long, that's a long fucking time. time. Uh, indie movies, I'm sorry, I kind of like should be right around the 90 minute mark, if not less. If you go if over If not that, less. Anything beyond 90 it's minutes. It's too much. Right. Especially at this level, this quality. And it's it's awful. It, and gets, it, it gets hard. Even an hour and a half is hard. Yeah. For some of these, it's really yeah. hard. Uh, yeah, But this one is especially hard. So this whole bar scene is useless. It doesn't need to be in the movie. I don't know why it's there at all. Um, so anyway, we're going to cut my head to where Porn King and his girl are... At the warehouse now, they're going through it, checking it out. Basically, making trying to make sure it's safe. Yeah, I guess. and he just so happens to find a camcorder, and she finds a quote unquote scary mask, which looks suspiciously like the mask that we saw in Scarred way back when. Kinda, yeah. Um, and he easily talks her into making a porn video on the spot. Sure. So he porn king, porn king, yeah. Uh, he's recording her as she gets down on his knees, about to blow him. When Porn King looks up, he's face to face with a large man in overalls now wearing the mask now that she wearing just found, which said is mask. It really weird because she just had it in her hand. Uh, the man hits Porn... At, at this point, I thought he kills him with an axe, but it turns out I'm wrong about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he hits him and he looks like Porn King's dead. He crumbles to the ground. Yeah. Uh, with some kind of object. He then grabs the girl, pulls her up, and kills her... By slicing her in half with one swing of a machete. Yeah, this was like slow motion computer graphic yeah. and blood splatter and she's spinning in the air and I'm like, hey, that's a pretty decent effect. Yeah. Her, her her torso half crumbles in the ground, all kinds of blood, and splats. I was like I was like, Alright, 
finally something happened and it wasn't bad. Yeah. And that's the last thing I have for like the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so we spent 25 minutes of bullshit. Now we're getting going. Yep. No. Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. guess what, guys? We got to go to the party scene. Yeah. And holy shit. Yeah. So before you get there, now we get some guy dressed up like a cheap ripoff of family opera. <laughs> Uh, he 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 enters saying something that I didn't catch. I didn't get catch at all. Um, so then we see the man in the mask wheeling Porn King up to a large circular saw, like a deli slicer. No, no, it's no, a it, circular it, it's saw. Like yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't know, uh, he places King, Porn King's hand under the blade. Says, "Thou shalt not steal." Cuts off Porn King's hand. Don't know what he was there to steal. I, he wasn't stealing anything. He was just about to get a blowjob. So talk about cock blocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe he's gonna steal his camcorder. Who yeah. Knows? Uh, next, we get some weird fucking dream-looking sequence yeah. of Stephanie standing in a graveyard. She sees the ghost of the daughter that fell down the mine shaft. This is my guess. This is my. She sure. sees a ghost kid, a young girl. She's not that fucking young. No, you know, maybe twelve or fifteen. I thought she was more like twenty. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's this ghost. She had girl. tits. <laughs> um, I mean, proper tits. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. It's just that's it. Just this weird dream sequence. Nothing happens. And she no- tells her sorority sisters about it, or the girls about it. And yeah. That's the it. next morning, you're like, oh yeah, Car Haley showed up. Now she's just all of a sudden there. They're chatting with Car in the kitchen. Seven comes out, tells them about their dream, and somehow they end up talking about Haley's psychic, which they decide to all go see. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, I know, I. I have weird dreams, and I kind of believe that dreams can make can can lead to something. That's why I go see my psychic, and they're like, "You guys want to go see him too?" And they're like, yeah! "Yeah!" But fucking girls do that shit, man. <sighs> girls do that shit. They like. I mean, there's a lot of girls I know, which is pretty crazy, that have gone to psychics or some that still <laughs> regularly go and see a psychic, and I'm so mad about it. <laughs> Drives me insane. <laughs> is it? It's not. Is it your wife that you're and you're paying for these visits? Is no, that what it no, is? no. Thank <laughs> okay. God it's not her. <laughs> okay, I would have some pretty serious. Now, I, I, I would. Be, I don't really buy into that, but I will say, I would do it. Like, if it's like a, you know, if you're like, like, I've been to like haunted attractions where they have somebody like it's like you know, oh, it's there just for if you had like a carnival, just for the fun factors, the shits and giggles. Like, oh, I'll get tarot carving. What the hell? But I don't put any stock into it. I don't like. Oh, I have to do this all the time, and I believe in it, but. I think for like just for fun, yeah. Like, it'd well, be like, ah, why, why didn't, not? Didn't we do that at Contamination? We did. Yeah. Or, I know I did. I don't know if you did. I don't remember if you did, but I know I the first year was, we went, yeah. I, I got yeah. There's a fortune teller, tarot card reading gypsy. There, it's like what, what was, the hell? Do you remember if uh, it was like? I also fortune. I remember it was the last day. It was really slow, so we we're like, yeah, hey, nothing else to do. Let's just fucking kill time. So like, I'll go over there, kill some time with it, and just fine. It was it was you know I was like ah, oh, this is kind of did, fun, whatever. Did, did but, your fortune come true? Honestly, I don't even remember what it was, but it's so generic. They're all so generic that, you know, you can always say they all come true. You'll be depressed and bored for the next five years. You're like, (laughs) so far, yes. (laughs) It was like, oh, there's a woman in your life or a woman about to become in your life and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like, yeah, there's, of course, we all have women in our life. Our moms, our girlfriends, wives. I have a daughter on the way. There's all, it's like, you lost a family member. Like, yeah, everybody has somebody who's they've lost. It's a weird generic, real. sure. But if, if. But I was like, it was just for fun. Yeah, it's fun. but, But no, these girls go. As a group, and basically, it's a male version of Miss Cleo with Dude, bad accent and all. Rastafarian, old Rastaman is <laughs> call me now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's got these two crap like like cheap gargoyle 
props and on his table, one on each side of him. And he's doing the Rastafarian. Dude, the pump. last thing I expected was like an uh, like a throwback to Bob Marley. Yeah, to be the psychic. You know, I was like, that's that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, I you got me there. So I was expecting some, you know, like Eastern European woman with yeah. the fucking headdress or something. Or yeah, not like some grain yeah. middle aged Rastafarian. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> oh, like he's just expecting to be like smoking a blunt, <laughs> just like. Listening to Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he charged them $200 to re- for all three of them to get a reading. And Haley's like, no problem. She's pulled like $200 out of her bra or something like that. And says, here you go. Classy. And I'm like, what? What college girl just carries around $200 like in their bra just for psychic reading? Like, that's insane. <laughs> that's pretty weird. Uh, so anyway, the dude looks at each of them in the eyes. He look, goes from around the table, looks at each of them in the eyes. And then... like. A moment or two passes, and he just starts screaming at the top of his lungs, No! No! Stop! 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 No! No! <laughs> and he goes on and on, and he and then he just stops, and he's like, Huh. Oh, all right, no big deal there. Uh, let's get how about with tail car reading, guys? <laughs> Sometimes the visions show me things I just need to yeah. see. And the girl's like, hey, if this is about me, I need to know. And he's like, no. Yeah. I'm going to tail car reading here. screaming like a oh, psychopath. Yeah, I know. And she just kind of gives it up. She kind of puts up a little fight, and then he's like, nah. Nah, no big deal. It can't, that can't be important. I guess I got to respect the psychic's wishes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he gives Kara a, a, a tarot card reading, and he tells her how bad JJ is, and he's, he cheats on her, and he's a douche and all this stuff. Uh, and she's like, hey, what do you mean he's two-timing? Like, well, that's exactly uh, what it means. He's cheating on yeah. you. What do you mean? What does that mean? Um and one by one, he gives each girl a reading, but it's fucking boring. We're going to skip over what he says. But it's it's so obvious at this point, the yeah. way he's laying it on. The, oh, it's the, so obvious. It's yeah. just like, okay, this is it. Pretty much he's describing everyone's fate in some way, yeah. one way or like, another. You're going to find yourself incredibly tied up and busy or something like that. Yeah. or so You will be imprisoned in, in your mind. mind. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, she's actually going to get You'll meet a man who will change your life forever. Some yeah, guy's going to kill her. Kill yeah, you. It's, it's like... And, it's, yeah. So you're laying it on pretty it's super thick. thick. Yeah. So we go back to Chrissy and her boyfriend. Uh, he tells him that Saturday night she, or she tells him that on Saturday night she and another girl from work are going to do a private dance show for some guy that's paying them $5,000. That's all we know. Uh, then we time jump again to Halloween night. Uh, our main girls are getting ready for the party where they say some pretty vile things to each other. Uh, and it's supposed to be like girls laughing and having fun, but it's pretty vicious. Some of the things they're saying, like, like you were the head queen in high school and, or like, no, you were the president of the young, dumb and full of cum club. And like, the only reason you won is because you blew all the, the football, football players. players. It's like, it's like, like what? Well, it kind of made me think a little bit like, I guess, uh, Halloween haunts, uh, you know, they kept calling each other bitches, bitches and sluts and, and yeah, whores. But and- that, but that, that no, I see, but at least in that way, you could tell they were doing it playfully. Involved. This is like, they're supposed to be friends, but they're like, like I'm not ready about to throw down. Like, it was like serious. <laughs> but they like, were just doing their hair, didn't care. I know, but it's, it's so weird. I'm like, God. And I had a hard time thinking, like, a woman was one of the writers of this. And some of the things they say to women and about women are just disgusting. Yeah. It's bad. So we cut to the party now, the big cake party. And this is where I assume now we've caught up to where we were at the beginning when it jumps yeah, to one year. Were, yeah. So now we're all the time lapses. Hopefully are done. done. Hopefully we're back on track. Um, so 
I don't understand. I really don't understand why they did that in the first place because I don't. There's nothing. It didn't have to be done. It didn't have to be like you could just started at that three days ago point and did all that and then lead up to the cake party. They didn't have to do that time jumping, which just makes it more confusing, confusing. unnecessarily. Like, there's yeah. no. There, there were some parts where I'm just like, what? What? Fuck it. It doesn't you know. need that. It yeah. does. It adds nothing to the overall movie to do it that way. Um, Kara and JJ get into a small argument. She leaves him to go hang out with her girls. This party scene goes on forever. It's like thirty minute scene. It feels like it. It does. It does. It but is. there is a sweet fucking line. And again, I. It's all about the psychics. I fucking love this. All right. So, so all right. Um, I just got to spit it out real quick. Or no, you go ahead. Well, I might be. I don't know what you're saying. Um. So anyway, like I said, during this party scene, like, this is where some of the dialogue gets really bad. Um. Like I said, some of the things these guys say are insane, and it, no one ever talks like this. At least not I mean, I've ever heard of. You wrote some down. I wrote some of these right. lines down. Um. So some of them are like, say, "Hi there, I'm Mickey. The name you'll be screaming later. Uh, I may not have a chance with you, but how about your two friends there?" Referring to pointing directly tits. at the girl's tits. Uh, then later, there's a line that says, these girls are lame. Let's go find another cum dumpster to dive in. Uh, that's that's classy. Then simply, it's pussy time. Yes, I remember. Uh, that, that comes from JJ. <laughs> it's pussy time. Uh, and, and then Mickey also says later, I want to get some stink on my hang low. So those are some of the golden nuggets of dialogue we have in this movie it's pussy time when he jumps into bed with a girl god that's so funny it's so stupid it's so stupid i'm sorry but if I, would any girl like it's hey, pussy time after he said they'd be like no <laughs> like would any girl continue like i think there's like i'm out i'm done you blew it oh man uh so anyway, you you said something about but a psychic here it was you wanted- so funny because this is when kira first comes to the party and she meets up with jj yeah okay. and she's talking to him and she's she's talking about the psychic reading and he's just like fucking psychics are you kidding me that's just ridiculous you know we're we're here to party we're here to have a good time why the fuck would you listen to a psychic and she storms off and she goes back to her friends and she just, she looks all pissed off. She goes, I just told JJ about my psychic reading. He just blew me off. And I'm like, yeah. Like, like, ah, God. That's the like, only thing in the movie that actually makes sense. That would but I heard true. that sentence and I'm like. Everything about that sentence is exactly what I would do. That's know? what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, that's like, the one thing you. that probably makes sense in this entire movie. But I laugh so hard at that part because <laughs> I'm just like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I love women and I love all that stuff. But when, when I meet girls like that, I just want to just throw them out the window. Like, <laughs> and so the party keeps going and going. The girls go off. They start smoking weed. Um, Mickey and Bert, they pass out in the basement of the house somewhere. So JJ White decided to take them to the warehouse now instead of waiting for later after covering them in whipped cream first, um, which is weird because they cover them in whipped cream. But then when we see them at the warehouse, there's no whipped cream it's, on them it's, anymore. It's, it's like their shirts are still stained. I don't care. Uh, JJ and White dragged the two pledges into the warehouse, leaving the passed out up against the wall. We cut out a ton of party scenes. Uh, thank you. Have, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're, there's a lot. There's, there's so much party yeah. scene here. So much party, 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 people doing cake stands and drink. It's it's so long yeah. and it does not need to be Exactly. There. That's why I'm skipping. I skipped over like 90% of it. Yeah. Um, so more time passes. The pledges wake up. We get some more amazing writing and acting displays here. 
Uh, Mickey has to go take a shit, so he leaves Bert standing around alone while he's yeah. taking a shit. They wake up from their comatose state in yeah. a warehouse, in and like, warehouse. oh, dude, this sucks. Got a shit. Got a shit. I think I'd be like, ah, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think I'll I hold can, my shit till I later. I hold my shit pretty well yeah. to get out of a fucking creepy-ass warehouse where I don't know where the fuck I am. Exactly. And, yeah, no, yeah. shit is not my priority. <laughs> uh, so, while well, Mickey Shea Burke's like, hey, I smell something, which Mickey says, oh, it's probably the Mexican I had last night. <laughs> yeah, winger. Uh, Zinger, not Winger. That's a bad band from the 80s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Bert says, no, it smells like gas. And that's when a guy wearing an old man mask with a chainsaw leaps out of the shadows. Mickey comes out comes out of the shitter yelling for Bert to run. Bert runs, but he trips immediately. The old man stands over him doing the fucking Leatherface chainsaw dance we just again. just talk about this. Yes. I like, When I saw in. that, I was like, God damn it. I even thought it. Once I saw him at the chainsaw, I'm like, is he going to fucking do Yes, he's doing it. <laughs> there he goes. He's doing the Leatherface wiggle chainsaw dance. God damn it. Yeah. It's like you just can't. You, it's like, it's you physically can't impossible have, now not to do it. Physically impossible to be in a horror movie with a chainsaw without doing that fucking leather face wiggle dance. <laughs> just has to happen. So, so impractical. So uh, Mickey then gets grabbed behind from behind by another guy, some somebody else. Now, before the man, the old mask, can kill Bert with a chainsaw, in comes Phantom and stops him. <laughs> Phantom orders someone named Lester to bring them to him now. And before I go on, I do want to mention that the dude in the old man mask, it kind of looks like the creepy old man mask from those old uh, Six Flags commercials. Just Kinda. without the glasses and the suit. Yeah. That guy was so fucking creepy. I hated those commercials. I liked him. I hated him. He got but, some moves. But it kind of looked like he kind of looks like that guy. Um, anyway, Bert and Mickey get knocked out and then tied up. Uh, Bert gets strung up and then caned by the Phantom for trespassing. Um, meanwhile, Mickey is tied up on like an old metal gurney and being held down by Lister and the grandpa, uh, the old man in the mask. Uh, Phantom tells him that he's going to make Mickey one of them. So they all start chanting, one of us, one, one of, of us. us. And, <laughs> I was like, yeah! <laughs> as Phantom reaches out a hand and just basically touches his hand to Mickey's face and we fade to black. So yeah, I was like, "What? Okay, here we go. We got the we got one guy strung up. We got another guy tied down in the gurney. They're chanting one of us. Something's going to happen. Cut scene. Yep. God damn. Fade it. to black. Cut. <laughs> no, yeah. Um. So we now we go to Haley and Steph helping a very high Kara down the stairs, and then we see uh, Haley and Steph. They're talking about how Kara, about Kara and JJ. And STDs and how much they hate JJ. And apparently, the ongoing joke in this movie is JJ is riddled with STDs because he's always sleep, cheating with sleeping with people. And they bring that up like constantly to the point where it's actually really annoying. It's not funny anymore. Um, back at the warehouse, we see Phantom uh, walking alongside Mickey, who is now wearing overalls now, just like Lister and the man in the scarred mask. Uh, the two of them enter a room. Where we now see a still alive porn king who we thought was dead. Yeah. Who's but he's still alive. He's tied up. And then we meet Nods, who is the man in the scarred mask. That's his name, Nods. Uh, is about to kill him. Again, Phantom stops him, saying he's for Skinner. And which is now Mickey's new 
psycho family name. So he's Mickey is now Skinner. So yeah, I didn't quite get. So how did they change him? Apparently, he just touched his face with and his hand. Said one of us. us. Yeah, that's us. that's all we see. And that's all we know is that and next thing you know, touches Mickey's face with his hand. And next thing, Mickey's like now he's a crazy psycho killer, part of this family that in, yeah, just completely gone. Like what? This guy's got magic powers now. Like what the fuck? So weird. It's so weird. Like if he has magic powers, then why is he use, like he should be doing way more cool stuff than just hitting people with a cane? It. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so where was I? Uh, Mickey kills Porn King with the chainsaw. Yeah, and this is this happens sometimes in other movies. You know, you cut off his hand, you tie him up. They pat, they patched up his arm. Yeah, they, they 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 yeah they did patch up his arm only to kill him minutes later. Yes, you know <laughs> what's what's the point? Exactly, know? I agree. I, I I really agree. Like what that was really. I mean, they didn't keep torturing him. No, that makes sense. If you cut off his arm, patch him up, torch him some more, patch torch him, him some more. Yeah. Tor- that's you know sick and weird, but it makes sense instead of patching him up and like ah, that just kill you, just kill you. Uh, so Mickey and Lister, oh, I'm sorry, no, uh, sorry, where were we? Uh, we cut to Bert who's tied up in a, on a, in a chair. Mickey and Lister enter. Lister is now wearing a clown mask. Grandpa comes in, sets down this massive fucking chainsaw. Uh, Mickey, who is somehow now like second in command of this crazy family. Who just shows up. He just, just he basically orders grandpa like her. He starts bullying the grandpa character. He's like, get out, get out old man. man. You're slow. Bah, bah. <laughs> Uh, so, but Gramps is moving too slowly. So Mickey pushes him aside saying it's time for a new generation. He picks up and starts up this massive chainsaw, which looks like it's straight from like a Texas chainsaw mm-hmm. massacre sequel. It's it, got the spikes. It's, it's, yeah, it's decorated. Like one of the biggest chainsaws I've ever seen. It's, it's huge. Uh, Mickey cuts into Bert's leg with it. Uh, and then just cuts off Bert's head. Uh, but we don't really see it. We just see it shadow and blood. Yeah, the it's, water. it's not that great. No. So, Bert's dead. Uh, and, yeah, Mickey's like... <sighs> so, now Mickey's just a full-on psycho. Full-on psycho out of nowhere. Yeah. he's. Go- uh, we cut to J.J. Wyatt. They're in the warehouse now looking for the two pledges. Um, after some more crappy acting dialogue, they wander off looking for Mickey and Bert. As soon as they leave the room, we see them get followed by some totally new random person who's shirtless... Wearing black leather pants. Just follows him. They use the key, like, walks in the screen, follows him out of the room, and that's it. Like, who the fuck is this guy? I Where did he come? about that because we don't see him ever again. You see him once, late, way, Dude. way, way later in the movie. Yeah, once. And that's it. Like, where's this guy come from? Dude, how many how, how many people are in this fucking... How many bad guys are there? There's, like, a there? whole, like, town of people, apparently, in this warehouse. So, <laughs> so far, we have the Phantom... Phantom. We have old man. Old man. We got the kind of dude with the clown face. Yeah, L- Lester, Lister, something yeah. like that. And no, then we have, we have Nods. Mickey. Nods and Mickey now. now. So it's five. That's five. And now there's this shirtless now we have guy. shirtless leather pants walking around. So there's six That's psychos. Six. six right now. Six psychos already. Already. And we're not, <laughs> and we get more to come. <laughs> plenty more. So, uh, yeah, I, now the movie becomes something from Picasso's Blue Era. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we cut to some other guy, some cold two guy we've never seen before. He's strapped to a metal gurney wearing a plastic mask over his face. 
Nods stands over him as Phantom wheels in a tray of special tools. These are my special tools. And now you might be asking, what's out of place about this? What you know? What's odd? You might be asking yourself this night. Well, like I said, this movie suddenly becomes something from Picasso's Blue Period or an Eiffel 65 music video because for some fucking reason, everyone is blue. Everything's blue. Everything is. I seriously, shit, you not the color. It's all fucked up now. It's like everything is black and white. But all the skin tones are blue. He's smoking a cigar. The cigar is blue. blue. Like parts of his like, tie are blue. Everything's blue. Everything's, yeah. Like it's a really weird choice. It's really fucking weird. Like it makes zero. And another happens again. Like what is, it's so odd. Um, I, like, and so I can literally say what in the blue hell is going on. <laughs> literally, this is blue hell. It, it's just what? And I want to play the iPhone 65 song really badly right now. No <laughs> one. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> fuck it, I'm going to play it. <laughs> Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world. And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue, like him inside and outside. Blue his house with a blue little window and a blue Corvette and everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around cause he ain't got nobody to listen I'm blue Seriously, that's... <laughs> Why did we do that? I don't know, but I had to play. I really wanted to play. Dude, what year did that song come out? 1998, I think. 99? 99, yeah, because we, it was early college. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember the back. other song they had. I was excited about another hit called um, uh, uh, Move Your Body, which actually is a pretty good song, too. Move your body, every, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> move your body, every, everybody. Someone listened to that when they were fraternity. Uh, I, my my last college roommate was big in that music, so yeah, that song in blue, he played those a lot in our room. So I had, yeah, I, I heard those a lot. <laughs> um, anyway, lots of strobe lights in your dorm room, huh? <laughs> uh, those were actually mine. <laughs> ah! <laughs> seriously, there's I went through a phase where, like I was a big party guy, like always trying to have parties and get girls down and vow to get. Uh, so my my dorm room, I had so many like strobe lights and like mini like nightclubs color light balls like I would turn my room into like a dance club on the weekends to get people like you know <laughs> dance music playing people that my was the party room uh you know for if we weren't able to use like the bigger uh chapter room or, or wow. other rooms in the house <laughs> so uh anyway um now Mickey just appears out of nowhere like he's not there and it cuts away to Phantom and it cuts back and Mickey's just there just there just there with his special tools and he kills the random guy on the table with the embalming tools uh, that were on the mail tray, and Phantom just praises him for a job well done. Uh, we jump back to JJ and Wyatt. Now they're uh, they're still wandering around the warehouse. Uh, they open some random room. So some they come to some door. They open it, and in this room, there's some girl in a hospital gown sitting in an old wooden wheelchair holding a blood-covered baby doll. She screams at the two guys who just turn and take off running. Never see this girl again. 
What the fuck? Who are so, these? There's so many. So weird- now there's seven. <laughs> now there's <laughs> seven weirdos in this place. That she, it's like what? Why is she just sitting in this room covered in the blood in a wheelchair? Just like, ah! <laughs> maybe she was a victim. These guys should have been helping her. It's like right. oh shit, no. Are you okay? <laughs> like that's why she screams. Like get me out of here. But they're like fuck it. They turn and run. Um. So what the fuck's going on in this movie? I don't know. Who this bitch is in a wheelchair sitting in the room? Why is her doll covered in blood? Why is she in a hospital gown in a wheelchair? There's so many fucking questions that we never get any answers to at all. JJ and Wyatt here, Phantom, addressing his family and officially introducing uh, Wyatt slash Skinner to the family. Yeah, so uh, now what? So, no, it's not Wyatt. It was uh, Mike. What's his Mickey. name? Mickey. Mickey. Yeah, Mickey the is now Skinner. Yeah, so... Uh, Phantom presents Mickey. I'm just going to say Mickey from here on out. I'm not saying Skinner. Uh, mm. With the giant oversized chainsaw, which we already saw as a gift. So I think that was shot out of order by mistake or edited poorly. But uh, he then shouts out, Come, Lister, bring on the boutons. Let the games begin. And with that, Lister kicks open a set of double doors and he enters this room pulling like this large flatbed wagon yeah. behind him. And sitting on the wagon... Are two strippers bring forth the bitches? <laughs> Basically, what he says: the boutons is yeah, replace it with bitches. Uh, the girls get off the and wagon. They're like they're like into it. They they're are. like sitting they're on like, it. Like they're not. Oh, this kind of posing like, hey boys. No, yeah. exactly. They're like this isn't creepy or weird or, or dangerous at all. Now maybe it's something we forgot to mention is that this is Halloween weekend. Yeah, That's something okay. we did forget to yeah. mention. So maybe but they, they're they kind mentioned, of letting it slide yeah. because they're dressed up all in costumes maybe. and Halloween yeah. masks. So maybe they're kind of a little their guards down a little bit more. I'll, I'll give you that. But yeah. the fact that it's in a creepy ass warehouse, uh, and the, yeah, it, technically it is Halloween because they mention it like at the cake party. Like, oh, it's our Halloween party. They mentioned, but they really there's nothing there's ever. Like, they didn't do any Halloween. Like a Jacqueline. Theme. There's in no the like, yeah, like none of the people at the party are dressed no. up. No, no, that's a good point. No one's in a fucking costume. You see like costume. two people in the background wearing really cheap masks, uh, but nobody else is in costume. No one's and, dressed and up. And that's for fucking it. bullshit. At college parties, because oh at my college god, party, everyone's gonna be everyone's fucking dressed, dressed up. up. All of our Halloween parties, the girls were everybody was everyone dressed everyone up, too was especially dressed fraternity up. and sorority Halloween parties. Right. So yeah, so they don't do a good job of like letting you really remember that fact or it really has to play yeah. with anything. Um. So the strippers get up and they start, you know, saunt. They saunter over to Mickey, who's sitting in this red velvet lined pimp chair. Uh, <laughs> they say to him, "Where's the party at?" And in response to that, Mickey, who I guess it's so weird because he goes from like very static, very uh, flat, uh, emotionless trance killer Mickey to like back to fraternity boy party douchebag Mickey, because he says right here and he double points to his dick. So it's like it's he's such doing finger guns he's at his finger dick. gunning his dick, <laughs> saying, "Right here's the party, right here." And it's such like the last times, several minutes we've seen him, he's been just emotionless, very static, flat, flat just kill, kill. Now he's like, "Bitches, bring my dick." It's, like, it's starting what? to bring him out of the trance. Yes, bring him that guy a Bud Light. Maybe he's going to return to normal. <laughs> so. <laughs> Mickey, the blonde girl comes up to him first and he just pushes her aside, takes the brunette by the hand and leads her off to another room. So the blonde girl goes over to Phantom and starts giving him a lap dance. Sure. So are you fucking serious? 
is this I'm like is this happening right now so like in the middle of this shitty horror movie it now becomes a shitty bachelor party like I don't even know what to think anymore at this point that's exactly what happens that's a great way of putting it you got a shitty horror movie that turns into a bachelor party movie like that (laughs) it's like what the hell is happening like I don't even know what to think about this anymore and keep in mind we're basically at the hour mark of this movie of, the, of this turd casserole and it's only like I said it's an hour and 40 minutes long we're an hour in already and barely anything. it's this craziness going right. on so JJ and Wyatt they're watching not good craziness either no no not yeah. good uh, JJ and Wyatt are watching this fiasco from like another room like out in the hallway or something like that Mickey comes back into the room carrying a white blood soaked sack Phantom says no no you're supposed to fuck them not kill them and the blonde stripper, for that should have been clue one. Right. Not she kill them. She doesn't pick up she on does that. She doesn't pick up on that subtle hint. And she goes, what's, what's in that? The bag? Like, what's that? <laughs> your friend. Exactly. <laughs> Mickey says, your friend. Dun, dun, dun. And I seriously, shit you not, guys. The movie adds a dun, dun, dun sound effect and in. It, it, like, zooms in it on like the blade. It does, like, the choppy zooms. Like, it's zoom, like, the jump like, zooming. Bum, bum, bum. And it's bump, it zooms in more. <laughs> It's the fucking worst. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so bad. So the stripper screams and tries to run, but Phantom has grabbed her by now. Lister comes over, covers her head with a plastic bag, but somehow, even though she's being basically held down by two men, she somehow manages to break free and run off. And cue the butt rock. Yeah, so much butt rock in this. Phantom says, fuck her. She never finished her dance. Lister, go cut that bitch. And so Lister goes chasing after the strippers running down the stairwell, uh, being slowly chased by Grandpa welding a chainsaw, which is weird because he tells Lester to go after it, but we see the Grandpa, and Grandpa can't really keep up with anybody in this movie. No, he's he's, shuffling along. He's shuffling very slowly. Uh, We go back to Wyatt and JJ, who are just now getting freaked out by what they're seeing. Guess we should get out of here, dude. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt tells JJ that he's off like a prom dress because he's got enough time to make jokes in this situation instead of just running. <laughs> but he makes jokes. He turns around, but he's face to face with Lester, who is now in the clown mask, who says, hello, and then just grabs Wyatt blackout. I did kind of like that. Uh, we cut back to the stripper who has now stumbled across the body of the girl who got cut in half way back in the beginning of this movie. As soon as she finds the body, the movie cuts to some external night shots of the warehouse. We go to Nods, who's pushing the stripper, who's now lying on another metal gurney through the warehouse. He picks her up just to put her back down on the floor. He then goes and grabs, like, a thin metal pipe. Yeah, he's, like, going through this pile of weapons. He picks up one. He's like, I don't like this one. I don't like this one. Hey, this thin metal pipe. He picks up the least intimidating, least, like, damaging He, like, picks up an and smashes it. He's like, no, nope, no, no. Nope, nope. Picks up like a crowbar. He's like, no. Oh yeah, this thin, skinny, <laughs> little pipe. hollow metal pipe. pipe. Yeah, that's is... what we do. So um, she starts to try to crawl away, but Nods grabs her by the ankle, drags her off in the darkness. They, they, the drag scene wasn't bad, but it could have been better. I like yeah. drag away scenes. I always think yeah. they're kind of neat because yeah. you know they're getting close to the camera and then. Ah! Yeah. You know, they get pulled back. But she got pulled case. back real slow. Real slow. And her arms weren't fully extended. <laughs> She's just like, if my arms are fully extended, if you keep dragging me away, my shirt's going to come up and my titties will be out. That's what she was thinking. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Nod beating her with this thin pipe 
as gallons of blood Dude, spill yeah. out from her and Each wash time across he hits the floor. Her with this skinny ass pipe, it's like, like and they, it's like they just dump a bucket of blood on the floor. And you see like a like exactly a watery bucket of red blood, I guess, quote yeah. unquote, splashing across the floor. Like, what kind of pipe is this thing? And this is what I'm talking about. But we're talking about the sound effects because we hear the same sound effects we did at the very opening because it sounds like. She's getting hacked up by like bladed weapons. Yeah, it sounds like sword fights are getting. It sounds sword fighting, but you clearly see it's just like this thin, rounded pipe he's beating her with. There's no way. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah, like, there's no way she'd be getting hacked up and this bloody from that. Like, bruised. Yeah, sure. But, I'd be like, ow! Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this scene goes on for too long anyway. It just yeah. keeps going and going. And it's like, yeah. Finally, we, she fucking dies. Yeah, we, we, we get it. Thank you know, God. we got what you're going for. Uh, so, now another day and a half passes since the stripper was killed and we know this by a short scene of her boyfriend on the phone saying he hasn't seen her since she left a day and a half ago to go do this dance followed by a shitty flashback of her getting killed even though we literally just just saw it less than 30 seconds ago but we have to get a flashback of it so cut to jj and wyatt who are still who are now strapped and taped to gurneys phantom daddy shows up overacting and announcing that the game shall begin. He says this like all the time. Like every time the game shall begin, everything's like, everything's so great. It's already begun. Like we've got something like, I don't know. Yeah. So Lister now starts playing the piano while Phantom goes about his work of fucking up the two guys. And dude, this scene, I liked it. I actually liked this scene. Cause again, they do a different filter. It's a different, it's when they did the blue filter before this one, it's like, they really emphasize like reds, like the red nose on Lister. The piano is black and white. The floor yeah. was also black and white because it's a wooden floor. So, you know, it's brown, but it's still subtle. Like, and then JJ's face is super duper red. It's, it's again, another weird filter. Yeah. And they have this weird above shot of like above Lester sitting down playing the piano and the piano playing's pretty good. Yeah. yeah the piano playing is this pretty solid. This whole scene, I'm like. This is like an artsy torture scene. Yeah, it really. They try to get artsy here. I'll agree with you on that. It's like yeah. it's a really artsy. But type, it, I was type. like, I was like, I kind of liked it. I like, kind of liked the scene. I kind of liked it, but I kind of hated it too. Like, it, because it didn't fit. Yeah. But it's it's like okay, I want more of this. If you guys can do this, you show me that you can do something that's at least kind of different or weird. You know, I'd yeah. rather have weird than shitty. That, yeah, know, and this was that. just weird. I'm like, okay, I, I can dig that. Yeah, because uh, Phantom Daddy uses a pair of pliers to pull out some Wyatt's teeth. And then he just, this is where I didn't like, this is where it starts getting really like weird on the bad part. He just starts beating JJ's feet with his cane. That's like a Southeast Asian kind of torture. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like he just canes JJ's feet. And it goes on for too long. Like, they, they show it way too long. I'm like, we get the it. The guy he, plays he, a full fucking song like on the a piano. Full song on it's piano. like four and a half minutes. Yeah, I was like, we get it. You're beating his feet. I, I Fine, whatever. But like, this is what... Like, you go from ripping out a guy's teeth, which that seems... Okay, that would fucking hurt. That's brutal. Yeah, to beating his feet for five minutes. Like, what? It's like, I don't... I, I've heard of people beating feet before. I think it's actually pretty painful. I Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm like, sure it is. And I, I've yeah. heard of it, but it's like... It's a weird. It's not a vision. It's not for exactly. visual storytelling exactly. for a visual movie. It's, it's not. Doesn't come off as 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 painful looking as ripping out tooth. We want. We want fire. blood. We want gore. We want you know yeah. the 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 give me the goods. Yeah, you're whacking someone's feet. I'm like, all right, but sh- hit it with a fucking 
Hack barbed his, wire yeah. wrap baseball bat. Yeah, or do something, that or something. You know? Give me, give me a little more. Um, so now we go back to our three main girls at their house. Gage shows up and tells them that JJ and Wyatt took the prejudice to the warehouse last night and they haven't come back. So they all have to team up and go find them. But now I'm like, hold on a second. Didn't we just have a scene that established that it's been at least a day and a half now since we saw them at the warehouse? And now it's just saying it's the last, it was last night. So I have no idea. We, we have no Where idea how we? long, how much time has passed between them going into the warehouse and what it is now. It's been a few hours. It's been two days. It's been, we don't know. It's all over the place. It's confusing as fuck. Nothing in this movie makes any sense. Haley refuses to go. Uh, but she gets dragged along anyway. Again, we get another retelling of the urban legend about the warehouse and the people in it. Uh, Haley again refuses to go in. And honestly, this, she's the one who makes the most sense of everybody in this movie. She's like, I'm not going in there. Like, no, why, you're why right. Did, you shouldn't go in why there. Why the fuck would I go in yeah, there? Yeah, I have no reason to. I don't even like JJ. Fuck him. Like, yeah, this girl's the one girl who makes any sense. Um... Uh, but they're like, fine, you can stay in the car. We'll go inside. Do you notice the car is a sweet old Oldsmobile? Yes, it is. Dude, it's this. When was this movie made? What was it filmed? Yeah. It definitely wasn't filmed in 2010 or 2009. <laughs> this movie was probably filmed in like 96. Dude, it's so crazy. <laughs> well, if it was filmed that, they wouldn't even have the phones. And there's another thing that's also yeah. something that we didn't talk about in background. Everyone has VHS. Everyone has a VHS everywhere. I missed that There's part. There's VHS all over the place. I didn't see one fucking DVD. <laughs> There's just VHS everywhere. <laughs> I, I didn't see that part. I missed that. Oh. Um, that's funny. Uh, so where were... Uh, okay. Haley says that if they're not back in an hour, she's going to call the cops. With that, everyone goes inside, leaving Haley in the car. Next, we get a shot of some scruffy middle-aged woman by a chain link fence. And she just fades away into just, thin air. Just disappears. Just dis- like, what the fuck was that? What is going on? Who, who was that? And why is she vanishing into thin air? So I guess there's now ghosts in this movie too. Yeah. Like there's so much shit happening in this movie. It's it's just my it makes your brain hurt. We're running into that same fucking problem again. Yeah. What is this movie? Is it a is it a crazy family movie? Like Texas is it a supernatural movie? Yeah. What's it, happening? It, so much is happening. Uh, inside, Kara, Steph, and Gage wander around looking for the others. We cut the Phantom Daddy entering some room where there's an adult woman named Griggs who's dressed up like a little girl playing with dolls. Phantom tells her that there's college kids in the warehouse. Griggs asks him, what should I do with her? The camera pans over to some other woman we've never seen before whose face is painted up to look like a full porcelain doll. Full painted. This full is a paint. full adult woman in full face paint. Like if she was like surrounded by dolls, like an the, E.T., the E.T. Yeah. and she held still, you couldn't pick her out that right. easily because she's so painted. elaborately painted yes. up. Yes. Phantom Day says, screw her. So Griggs picks up a power drill. With a paddle drill. Yeah, and kills the woman by drilling into the top of her head. Which she doesn't That's scream. It. She's just... <laughs> so now it was like what so now we've been introduced to a ghost woman now and this other girl who is like stuck stuck in like a child's mentality who's also in this warehouse there's I, so that's number insane. eight insane that's number it's, eight it's, it's so much it's, it's fucking crazy back to the couch kids they're still wandering around they finally find JJ and Wyatt strapped and taped to a gurneys so they free them but in comes phantom daddy and grandpa Wyatt takes off running immediately, leaving everybody else behind. Phantom Daddy orders Lister to kill Gage. 
A light comes on. <laughs> spotlight hits Spotlight. Mr. Who's sitting in like a beanbag. That's not a beanbag. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's playing a banjo. He's playing a banjo. And he's playing it well. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got talent. <laughs> he can play a piano like a beautiful minstrel. And then he can play a banjo like a backwoods West Virginia hillbilly. <laughs> this guy's got range. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but it's just so weird. Like, Gage is back in the moment. Spotlight, boom. And yeah, there he is playing, <laughs> playing the banjo. <laughs> um. So, Lister puts down the banjo, picks up a machete, stands up, walks over to Gage, who just oh, fucking stands Gage. there. Gage. He's, let's let's he, talk about Gage first, just a second before he leaves us. He's just this skinny, effeminate, white knight bitch. Yeah. He's just like that type of guy that's like, I'll do whatever you say because women's rights and they're like to <laughs> support you. We, you know, oh, that guy's just a jerk. Suck my dick. You know, <laughs> like he's one of those creepy, <laughs> skeezy little dudes who's always trying to side with gals. He's white knight motherfuckers. Yeah. But he, Lister comes up, basically puts his hand on his shoulder, yeah. to which Gage just crumbles. He, he doesn't. He doesn't try to move. He doesn't he just, try to run. He doesn't he try just to fight crumbles back. under the Lister, weight of Lister's hand. No, he, Lister grabs him by the hair with his right hand, I think, and then his left is one swing just. Pfft, decapitates Gage with one swing of the machete. But there's so much opportunity for him to do anything. Yes. He just stands. He's like fucking deer in headlights. He just stands there like, oh, there's a giant guy with a machete coming right at me. I should probably move, but I'm just going to stand here instead and let him cut my head off. So Kara then does another genius move. Instead of running away from the people, she runs straight into Phantom Daddy. She seriously runs right up to the guy who just grabs her and throws her up against the wall, knocking her down and out. And he orders Grandpa to go after Stephanie. I did like that. He goes, rah! She hits the wall and just just gets knocked out. And he goes, God damn it! <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, we cut to Wyatt running down some more stairs. So many people running down stairs in this movie. So, so many. many stairs. And so the many building's stairs. not that tall. It's only three floors, three stories tall. But, man, they run down like eight floors. Dude, they're constantly going up and down <laughs> stairs. Yeah. Uh, then we go right back to Stephanie, who is now being chased by Lister, who's playing the banjo again. Yeah, he in pursuit. In the pursuit, man can still play a wicked He's banjo. Chasing her down a stairwell, playing a banjo. Uh, I would say that scene acted kind of like because that was like, that's kind of fucking scary and creepy. Yeah. A guy in clown mask playing a banjo, chasing you. Uh, so he chased her all the way down a stairwell, where he's finally able to corner her. As he closes in on her, the screen fades to black again, and we cut away. And it gets even shittier and weirder here from here on out. I can't. I actually just wanted to crumble up my notes and say, fuck it. I don't even want to do this anymore. But we cut back to some black vampire girl now who's just finished sucking the blood out of some other random guy we've never seen before. And at this point, I'm like, what the shit's happening in this movie? So now we we have a family of maniac psycho killers, ghosts, and now vampires all in this warehouse. And like at this point, like, do they all know they're each other's there? Do, yeah, are like, they all part of the same group, or just like like I'll take the first floor, but you're you know we'll stay out your way. You get the first floor. We'll, we'll, we won't bother each other. Ghosts, you like, get the sun porch. Like what? Like <laughs> what? How are these people interacting? And vampires? Now we're going from just regular crazy people to supernatural vampires and ghosts. Like what the fuck, man? Uh, so Wyatt then runs into. He runs into the vampire's den we just saw, where he gets the attention of a second vampire girl who's named Skates. 
Why is she named that? Well, it's because she's on a skateboard. She's got a skateboard. We have a skateboarding vampire girl in lingerie. She's pretty hot. She is pretty hot. She's the best looking girl in this movie. Uh, or close. She's pretty hot. Um, so skate directs uh, his wife's she, attention to another girl in this room who's rocking in an old rocking chair and rubbing her own menstrual blood all over her face. face. Uh, what? <laughs> so now we have vampires and crazy menstrual blood girl in a rocking chair? What the f- This is such a hodgepodge mix-up of shit! I can't keep it straight. I can't figure anything out. This is insane. So, Scapes goes over and kills some other random dude who's just laying on yeah. the bed somewhere. So there's, there's this scene where she climbs on top of him and the scene, the camera angle is pointing up at her and she's looking seductively, I guess, into the eyes yeah. of the guy. But she starts, she takes out like a kitchen knife, yeah. butcher knife. Yeah, going back on my And knife. just starts stabbing into, like, it's very intense looking yeah. because she's looking very intensely as she's stabbing down. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'll miss you, Kurt. Oh, or whatever his name is. Yeah, and, or something like that. Yeah, she's talking about I'll how never much forget she'll miss you. Him <laughs> as she's stabbing. Yeah. You know, looking crazy and intense. Yeah. And so she goes back to Wyatt, who at this point, instead of like, what the fuck? I'm just witnessing her kill guy. She's like, hey, uh, can you get me get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can you just point me to the direction of the Point me out and get out of here, yeah, please. Help me, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, and she tells him that he's not going anywhere. Wyatt says, fuck that, and just runs back out the way he came, slamming the door behind him, which apparently is enough to stop Skates from going after him because in this world, vampires can't open doors, I guess. Because <laughs> that's it. She doesn't even try to pursue. She's like, all right, whatever. whatever. <laughs> Wyatt runs back up the stairs where he comes face-to-face with a smiling Mickey. We cut to Mickey carrying an unconscious Wyatt over his shoulders, it brings Wyatt back to the room with Phantom Daddy, who tells Mickey to string Wyatt up. Mickey places a noose around Wyatt's neck, and we see JJ and Kara are sitting on the floor, hands bound behind their backs with duct tape duct over their tape, mouth. Yeah. Mickey kicks up the chair that was Wyatt was standing on, out from underneath Wyatt, uh, killing Wyatt. He, hanging you know, hanging him. him. He's dead. He's dead. Wyatt's dead. Phantom Daddy tells Mickey, good job. Now help me get these two ready for the games. Which, didn't he already say the, the games? games? Like, every single time. How many fucking games you got there, old man? You, you are really bad with time management. If you can't, <laughs> you, they're going to begin. They're going to begin. They, you never follow follow through here, Phantom Daddy. Uh, Kara starts having flashbacks of her psychic reading. While we get some shitty voiceover about turning to, to Jesus and Jesus is your savior. Yeah, that's was, really fucking strange and weird. This was really weird because, again, they never have any religious talk, nope. any religious overtones, nope. no mention of Christ or nope. Christianity or Nobody's any sort of like cross. No, nothing. There's nothing. No religious undertones of like hell or Satan or anything like that. Nothing. And all of a sudden, they're they're you're getting these flashing scenes of JJ and Kira like tied up with their hands above their head in this red room while strobe lights are hitting them, and this like. Preacher, this like crazy, you know, revival type preacher is going, Repent, Jesus will save you. Yeah, yeah it's on. really, it's, it's huh? It's totally, yeah, it's like everything else. It's out of left field, it makes no fucking sense. Um, now it jumps to Phantom Daddy circling Stephanie, who is now tied to a chair and dressed up to look like a doll, complete with face paint. He touches up her face paint and puts a neon green wig on her. We cut to Lester wheeling Stephanie into a room where everyone else is waiting. JJ and Kara are tied up 
to chairs with partial face masks on. These masks make them look like they're like a SWAT team, or like anti-terrorist units. Yeah. Like the, the type of masks that they, you hide the law enforcement's face. So, so just like, your eyes are showing. Or like DEA just so the cartels don't can't recognize yeah, your face yeah. to protect your family. Yeah. So which makes no sense because like, if you're supposed to be blindfolded, put a blindfold because they're not the eyes aren't covered up they're at just all. Covering their face. It's just like all you're doing is covering up the the, 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 the nose and their cheeks. And one covers up the mouth of JJ. The other cars. It's weird. It's like these masks are stupid. It doesn't and make no, any it sense. Makes no sense. Like I don't get it. Like why are they wearing these things? Where did they come from? So Mickey then pushes uh, Grandpa around some more, bowling him around, and then he starts to pick on Griggs, who's there, the the woman child. Uh, but he's stopped by Phantom Daddy, and Phantom Daddy tells uh, Mickey that he must show them respect. Because one day he's going to take over for daddy. And again, I'm like, really? The new guy? The new guy? Who's only been part of this family for like a few hours is already the heir apparent? Or three days. Or three days. Who fucking Either knows? Either way, still the new guy. Right. If I was Lister, Griggs, or Grandpa, I'd be fucking pissed. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, who the fuck make this guy so important? Lister should be like, dude, I can play the fucking banjo and while chasing piano. bitches down. Like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking over. Yeah. Uh, so... Anyway, Daddy tells Mickey to go clean up the mess his old friends made downstairs. So he goes down to the vampire den. Skates ask him what he wants. And Mickey, again, douchebag party Mickey comes out again because he says, I want to introduce you to Junior as he grabs his jump. As again, he's doing double guns at his dick. <laughs> no, he one guns and he does like the Michael Jackson like crotch grab. <laughs> like, I want to introduce you to Junior. Grab the crotch. Uh... So Skates pushes Mickey down onto like a bed or a table or something. But then we get that same it's exact a, yeah, shot. It's, she mounts him like she's going to fuck him. But then she pulls out her large knife. And it's the same exact shot. It probably is. It is the same exact one. And she starts stabbing down into him. Yeah. So she kills Mickey so now. So she kills Mickey. So... Yeah, it's like what? What the hell is so going is on? Is the vampire? Are they at war with the the the, the fa- crazy family? I don't Where, understand. Like, was there just like a like a mutual kind of like unspoken like you don't fuck with us, we won't fuck with you type thing? But really, if you like, I'm gonna kill you anyway. Like, what what is going on? Is this like the guys of strip war or something? Like, I don't know so what is going on. Have this vampire <laughs> skateboarding bitch in the basement yeah. who lives in the same place, same place, and. One of the guys you assume is part of the same family comes down and then she seduces him, but then kills kills him. him. And this is where you see the guy that one the guy in the black leather pants. He's up. He, this is the one time you see him again. Oh, that's right. He's like a male vampire. He's like he's pressed up against the wall. He's, he's like humping going, the floor. He's like humping, humping the, the wall. wall. He's like humping the wall. Somehow like the black room. He's like humping the wall and he turns like he's got fangs <laughs> and claws. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like humping the wall. The fuck is going <laughs> on? <laughs> He's fucking insane, I forgot dude. About the guy, I forgot about the guy with no shirt humping the wall. How can I forget that? God damn it. Yeah. So, anyway, we go back upstairs to Phantom Daddy. He's ranting and babbling on about shit. We get lots of flashbacks of all the previous murders and killings we've seen. He starts talking about each of the family members individually. Um... And everyone refers to Grandpa as the old man or, or Gramps or something like that. And they act like he's actually an old man. Like he's supposed to be like this 80-year-old dude. But like I said, are we really supposed to believe this? Because Grandpa is just an old dude in a like a latex mask. mask. Yeah, he's wearing a mask. Like, yes, he's wearing an old man mask. But they treat him like he really is an old man or something. Like, but you can clearly see like his hands 
are completely young and normal. They're not even the same yeah, skin tone as the mask. So are we, are we as a, the audience supposed to believe that this guy really is an old man? Or are is they he playing a character? Or is he playing a character little man that the, everybody else is just like, fuck it, we'll play along with him and call him the old man? Like, what is happening here? Like, I, it's so crazy. It's just, it makes your brain hurt to try to keep up with all this shit going on. So, Haley now calls Kara's phone from the car. Griggs forces Kara to tell Haley to come inside and get them. Uh, we get more psychic reading flashbacks. Uh, Daddy tells Kara and JJ that they're going to play a game called Hide and Shriek. He'll release them and give them to a count of 10 to run. And then he sends Nods, Grandpa, and Lister after them. If they escape, good for them and goodbye. They're free to go. But if they're caught, then they have to stay in the warehouse with them forever. Those are the rules, he says. So Kara, JJ, and Steph all take off running in separate directions. Nods goes after JJ. Gramps goes after Kara, and that's all we see. We see Haley get out of the car, and she tries to enter the warehouse. Dude. And she goes about it in the hardest possible way. This is so funny. <laughs> she Instead of entering through the open loading bay the door. The open door. The open door. The giant Open door. Yeah, which is open. Like we said, plainly. She climbs the outside staircase to the second floor to a door there, which turns out to be locked. She's like, oh. So she goes back down and still does not use the open the bay door. bay loading dock door. Doors, but instead, she decides to walk all the way around <laughs> the warehouse to the other side. And it's the middle of the it's day. It's the middle of the fucking there's day traffic. now. There's traffic. There's traffic. There's, there's cars like a, parked on the street. There's like a little boutique. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like... Where she gets ambushed by Phantom Daddy, who leaps out from behind a car. He's Suddenly like, ah, outside. I got you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, outside now. Uh, he he easily trips her using his cane to pull a leg out from so under. Lame. It's the lamest, it's the worst <laughs> effect. It's like, he, it was so funny. He goes, Is that yours on the ground? And she looks down, he's like, Gotcha. Zoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just supposed to be, he's like, you know, like underhook, like sweeps the leg with his cane, but it basically just like, but what you see on screen is he reaches out and touches her leg with a cane and she just falls down. Taps the back of her knee with a cane and she crumbles. She crumbles. <laughs> She's like holding her head. She's like, oh. So uh, he pulls out a large knife and he, he just walks up and slits her throat in the middle of the daytime on a street. Yeah, on a street. <laughs> on a street lined with cars. People getting brunch. <laughs> looking over. It's like, God damn. God damn. The family opera just slit a girl's throat? Yeah. She's dead. <laughs> That's it. Cut away again. Yeah. Now we see JJ. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> that's like your one like lifeline to reality and to what's happening. And they're just, you know, they had her waiting outside and she's going to call the cops. She's going to be the savior. Something's going to happen. Nope. nope. No. I'll just kill her too. God damn it. So <laughs> we see JJ running out the locked door that Haley just tried to use. He runs out of it. She scampers down the outside staircase Books down and the runs stairs. Off. He's out. He's out. He's in the Oldsmobile and he, he's starting yeah, he to take off. Uh, inside, we go back to Kara, who's being chased by a very slow-moving grandpa with a chainsaw. She struggles to open another rolling metal door, but she is able to open it just enough to, and roll underneath it right before she gets killed. Yeah, she gets sliced in the arm grandpa on her way does, out. Yeah, managed to nick her arm with a chainsaw. Keep in mind, I love that it's a 
chainsaw that nicks her arm, and the blood looks like she just got like maybe scraped her arm on an old nail or something like that. Bleeding a little bit, but man, it's not like if you got nicked by a chainsaw, that's gonna be massive damage, even just uh, in trauma. But it's just like a little bit of blood. So. JJ gets in Gage's car, starts it up, and surprisingly, it starts up right away. So they, that yeah. that did, that was a surprise. Uh, he drives off. He gets in, he he's gone. Kara somehow manages to come out like a block ahead of him. Right? Like, how did she get and so far ahead? She's like, JJ, stop! Yeah, she's like, she flags him down. JJ stops just long enough to basically say "fuck you" and <laughs> drive off again. Leaving Kara behind, still being chased by Gramps with a chainsaw. In the middle of the day. In the middle of the street. In the, in the middle, middle of the street. street. <laughs> so keep in mind, we've said now twice, it's now the middle of the day. You know, it's sunlight's up. JJ, we cut to JJ, who's still driving. And based on what we see now, he's been driving for at least 12 hours. Because it's, it's dark. Nighttime out. <laughs> We've gone from bright, sunny day to now he's driving at night. He's driving towards <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, you can see the skyscrapers <laughs> in the distance, and he's heading to, he's, heading he's, to it's Cleveland. Just, it's dark out, and uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, <laughs> I'm missing a note somewhere. Uh, no, no, not. Uh, we cut to Stephanie screaming and running down some train tracks, being chased by Lister with a machete. Yeah. Uh, so well, they all more, three, yeah, they well, all three got out. All three of them got out. So they should have won, but they're they're they, not they, they're, stopping. Yeah, they're yeah. not stopping. Uh, so we hear more Jesus Savior bullshit voice overheard while she's running down train tracks. But then Lister seems to just stop chasing her. Like, he just comes to a dead stop and then, like, turns to the left and walks off screen. And that's it. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, and then we cut back to JJ, who's still driving. <laughs> hours he, later. Yeah. Hours, and he hears da- Phantom Daddy say, peekaboo. Uh, and he turns around to see Phantom Daddy in sitting the in the back, back seat. seat. So he's been in his backseat the entire time and he doesn't notice this? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, the screen goes black. We hear the sounds of a car crash followed by police and EMT radio. It's chatter and sirens. <sighs> okay. Now we jump forward in time again another week. So it's now a week later. As another TV crew is doing a report on the warehouse and its urban legend. Uh, after they film their little teaser bit, the host gives the mic to his director, played by this movie's real director, Eddie Lango. Who, again, has the shittiest, the shittiest microphone. Mic, yeah. And he's got these giant ear piercings, these giant <laughs> earrings in. I'm like, what kind of show are you guys doing? Yeah. Um, and, he go- and the host goes off for a smoke. And as soon as he walks away, Eddie is now face-to-face with the scruffy, middle-aged woman ghost we saw by the fence earlier. The ghost tells Eddie that he shouldn't be here and that it's not safe. He looks to his cameraman to see if he too is seeing this, but when he turns back, the woman's gone. Vanished. So Eddie's like, fuck it. He orders his crew. They pack up and they leave immediately. We're getting out of here. Yeah, we're out. We're gone. They all load up, drive off as the ghost of the woman watches them from her fence again. The camera pans up to the outside staircase on the second floor landing of the warehouse the door opens and Stephanie dressed up like a doll with face paint and the green wig is pushed out onto the landing in a chair. Phantom daddy comes up behind her, pulls her back into the, into the warehouse, slams the door closed. Uh, and then we get flashes of Kara tied up and strung up in a dark room somewhere, bleeding and screaming blackout roll credits. That 
motherfuckers is hell week and Jesus Christ. Felt like a week. It does feel like a week, man. It's long and the, it, it, it really does feel like a week. The title is appropriate. It very much is. God damn it. I mean, they're oh, trying to keep track of what the shit is happening in that movie is, is like, I feel like I need like a, a whiteboard and like arrows and, and string and pictures and like, this person to this. <laughs> like you're this. tracking a serial killer. Yeah, that's what I feel like I need. Is what is going on? How are all these? There's so many people. And it's like, and the ghost. Who's the ghost supposed to Why be? Why is there a ghost? And it's like if it, is, it would make sense if it's the ghost of the the, the little girl that died. But then again, it, like we it's said, an old woman. Like we said within uh, what was it, Dark Water or some other movie? Just like, why was the ghost an adult? The ghost should be a little kid. Right. Like, why would they? What? Or vice versa. Like, it, it, I don't get anything in this movie. Nothing makes sense. No. Uh, so fucking A. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, our favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right, Aaron. <laughs> Jesus Christ, good luck. What do you got this week for favorite kill? Uh, man, I mean, they, they had a decent body count. You know, it wasn't bad. But I didn't really like any of the kills that much. The one I did like was the opening one where the girl got chopped in half. Right. That was actually kind of cool looking and almost had like an artistic flair. Because it was like cool lighting from the background. It was like in a weird, like it sped up and right when it hit, it went slow motion. You can see her body like turning in the air while blood, like, you know, it's computer graphic blood splattering right. on the screen. But it was still kind of cool looking. You know, and then her body, like, with a wet thud splats there. Her top half splats down. I'm like, all right. And then we saw nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like that ever since. Actually, the very next thing that happened was Porn King got his hand chopped off. And I didn't comment at the time. When he had his hand, when the the slicer came down and chopped off his hand and lifted back up, it's a fucking rubber hand. Yeah, it is a rubber hand. God yeah. damn it. You had this great effect, and then you have a rubber hand. Yeah, cut. it is clearly a rubber hand. <laughs> So yeah, that was my favorite kill. Was uh, that right. that first one, with um, Porn King's girlfriend? <laughs> uh, God, mine. I'm probably right there. Part of me like, even though it was you probably the exact same footage. Part of me actually liked the fact they killed Mickey. Skates killed Mickey. So it was dumb. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, yeah. I'm actually kind of cool with that. <laughs> Skates may have been the best character in that movie. Like, I agree. I, so, um, so she was she hot. Was just she like, was I'm weird. gonna do my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> Fuck these guys. I got my own vampire. Fucking coven going on yeah. down here. I got, a, I got a guy with no shirt humping a wall. I got a crazy bitch rubbing period blood on her face. I got this black vampire girl over here just eating away, eating some guy. Yeah. I'm just living life. And she just kills Mickey. I forgot about the black vampire chick. Yeah, like she doesn't even say a word. I forgot all about her too. She just like looks over and goes back to yeah. eating. She's like looks at Kim like, all right, I'm here. I'd <laughs> never see her again. Fuck. Um, but I kind of like, yeah, the first kill, even though it was shitty CGI, uh, but yeah, it kind of, it, it gave you false hope. That like, all right. Big time. Big time false hope. Um, but you know what? I, 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 it's probably the best, it's definitely the best effects. Everything else you don't really see, but I think my favorite actual kill is probably Mickey, even though yeah. it, it's pretty lame, but I just, it's like, I hated that character. Yeah. He's so dumb. And so, it just he, when he was normal, he was dumb. Was, but, but that's okay because he was a frat boy dumbass. Yeah. And they, they overhyped, they overdid it. But yeah, well, a frat boy but dumbass. That's fine, yeah. Uh, but then when he became crazy trance guy, then it was like he was trying to either make him crazy trance guy and have him flat emotionless, but don't have him go 
fighting emotions. And then every time a girl's around, I'm like, but his fuck, dick. my stick, my dick, bitch, his blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I was, just, I was glad to see him die. And it was kind of interesting that one of the other, I guess, I don't know if she's a family member, but some of the other crazies killing him and not like one of the right. normal people. So I'm like, even though it wasn't a great effect, he was my favorite kill. He, he wasn't yeah. the favorite person. He's just like him dying. Yeah, I did like him dying. So that that's my favorite kill. But yeah, the, the Porn King's girlfriend was the best effect of the movie. All right, let's move on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, uh, odds and ends. We got ratings. IMDb gives it a 2.2 out of 10. Oof. Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score, but it has a 23% audience score, which I'm even surprised it's that high. Uh, and Amazon, fucking Amazon, 3.6 out of 5. Uh, plot keywords, there were 10 total plot keywords. Oh, but, nice. But yeah, but there was, there was nothing funny or like odd or, or yeah. worth. They were, they were all pretty boring and dull. Well, so like, what do we got? I didn't write them down because no. they weren't worth it. It was like warehouse killer slant you know it was there was nothing like nothing funny or fun uh trivia nothing i could really find but i will go in and talk about the uh i will at this point talk about the difference between the one we aaron watched the okay, red yeah. one and then the grindhouse version um now the grindhouse version says it's supposed to be a faster paced version of this movie but it's still got an hour and 42 minute runtime it's the exact <laughs> same fucking movie the only difference is they sh- they rearranged scenes so like Instead of like the party scene here, they they, they did they did some more of like the they, they get to the warehouse faster, and then oh excuse me, uh, they they I don't it's like they cut out a lot like a lot of stuff with like the stripper and her boyfriend those scenes were all gone huh. none of that because like in the in the grindhouse version when the strippers come out it's the first time you ever see her you're really like, you're just like what the fuck where these strippers <laughs> come from who are these girls but uh yeah so all that's gone. Uh, they get rid of a lot of the party scene, the bar scene's gone. They get rid of all of the filler stuff, and then they just fill with more warehouse shit. So there might be some some more scenes in the warehouse that weren't huh. in the other one, but it's still a shitty... It's actually worse. Like, it's hard to believe, but that movie is actually worse than the one we are actually doing this so episode on. So they had an opportunity to go back, touch it up, make it better, better tighter, and di- a little different, yeah. and they made it worse. They made it worse because as confusing as and, and, and nonsense as this movie is, trying to keep track of all these characters and all this shit, that one's even more confusing worse because they splice it up so differently that it's jumping all over the place. You have no idea who anybody is, really, uh, except for like, your, like JJ and the girls. You know who they are, but everybody else is kind of like, who's this? Who's that? What's this going on? Uh, and then on top of that, not just the, the writing and the editing part of it so bad and so convoluted but then they of course they go back and add in the grindhouse uh film effect so they make let's make the movie even shittier looking so that's let's make the film let's give it a crappy looking filter let's make it look old and and, and film strip right? and then put like little black spots that you know yeah brain yeah, yeah. Filter pop up all over the place scratch up the film yeah let's do that so that and that's basically what it is but it's it just boggles my mind that it's the same length as this one even though it's like the same, like it's supposed to be faster paced, but it's, right. it's awful. It's it's even worse than this one. Huh. So um, here's, okay, so let me try and go a little, uh, so this was Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, Cleveland. Is where it's filmed. And it seems like we've been watching a few movies of independent horror makers that have come out of the Ohio area. Cleveland, yeah. So we had this one. Uh, we have uh, what one was this? Don't fuck in the woods. That was also an Ohio crew. That was actually a good one though. Yeah, yeah. and also, but uh, oh god, what was the Requill one that we watched? That was campground. Campground. That was also an Ohio crew. That one sucked. 
and uh, stabbed in the face. That was also another Ohio. Stabbed in the face was Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they have this like Ohio kind of has this uh, indie horror kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and it's funny because uh, when we get the five-star reviews, they actually mention some of like, the, the Cleveland, Ohio horror scene people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I like the fact that you're doing stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah. uh, just because uh, I didn't want to bring this up at the time because I, I wasn't sure if you picked up on this or not, if you would remember. And you didn't say anything, so maybe you didn't. But um, there's a reason why I think the uh, Nodge's mask is very similar Suspiciously similar to the one we saw in Scarred, because yeah, um, it's the same director. Oh no shit! Yeah, this guy who I was about to say isn't Scarred also Ohio? Yes, it is. Oh shit! It's this, this guy. This was his first movie. After this, he went on and did Scarred later, no it, way. a year or two later. Yeah, so I'm like, holy shit! I think it's like the same mask. They just like touched up a little bit and moved that the, the strand of hair from yeah. the top of his head to yeah. the side. And oh, that's hilarious. It so it's the same guy. I think it's like the same fuck. And no shit. Speaking of same mask, I think it's very similar. The same guy who played Nods in this movie, who wore that mask, is the same, same guy who guy. played the killer in Scars, played well, Jacob Candy. He, he hit the weight some because he yeah. was a little slimmer in this one. Yeah. He was still like had a little bit in shape, but yeah, you could tell. But same, in... same people. Huh. So yeah. Um, All right, this is something I just looked up because I wanted to fucking find out. Okay. First iPhone came out in 2007. 2007. January 2007. Yeah, so... Like, so this film first... was released 2010. Yeah. And they have these ancient fucking cell phones. Well, I said, I, said, I had my flip phone in 2007. Like, the flip phones didn't come out. Like, they weren't... They were out, but, I mean, or the smartphones were out, but they weren't... Not everybody had them because at the time they were so expensive. They Three were the... years later? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm saying 2007, like when, like, but I don't fuck it. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, this week, Aaron gets to try his luck again at this week's budget game. They spent how much? The budget game. All right, Aaron. <laughs> what is your guess for the budget of the 2010 release? 2010 <laughs> <laughs> Hell Week. <sighs> okay. Um. You can tell this was almost like a student film in a way. Uh, you could, they're they're in their own homes or frat homes or you know like they're they're filmed in the houses. All their house scenes are filmed in houses. They're on a campus. They're on a college campus for some of these shots too. So you can there's they didn't pay for any of the places to film. The warehouse, just a fucking warehouse that probably is truly abandoned or very 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 empty. $20,000. $20,000. Uh, you went over, but you're pretty close. I I, you, I borderline give you a win on this one. I think I, I think I will. Budget was $14,000. Fuck yeah, that's a win, man. That's pretty so, fucking close. Yeah. For the, for this level, yeah, I'll give you that one. That's $14,000 off. That's yeah. not bad. That Especially not bad. when you have these little budgets. I'm going to call it a win. I'm calling it hey. a win, too. Hey. So, Aaron, you got this one. So Eric gets the win, Circle gets the square, whatever. <laughs> Blind squirrel finds <laughs> a nut. <laughs> Let's move on to five-star reviews. <laughs> these special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five-star reviews. All right. There were 55 total reviews for this movie on Amazon. Jesus. 42% of them were five-star reviews. What? Yeah, 21% being one-star. And then I say, fuck you. <laughs> I say, fuck you to well, that. They must have a good following. Um, from Devin4329, being a horror movie fan, it's not possible to not love this movie five stars. Amazon customer, 
I'm from Cleveland, so I know this director because he's known he's well known there. Five stars. From Binky Choto Hola. I it's I'm not even gonna try it. Interesting. Uh to me, this is an extreme example of so bad it's good. Not because of the comic value as in plan nine from our space, but because the bad acting, camera work, writing, and sound all somehow add to the sense of dread, doom, and horror. And there is real horror here, both at the extreme torture scenarios, but also just at the way these frat boys and sorority girls live their lives in such a state of nihilistic ecstasy. But isn't that? But it isn't just bad either. The scenes outside the warehouse where everything goes down, especially the scene at the awful keg, feel like they were written and rehearsed well at an awful keg. But as <laughs> soon, as, yeah. But as soon as the bad guys enter, the level of care put into the filming goes way up. This is clearly a film by somebody who, like me, has a lot of love for the horror genre, and also the ringleader of the bad guys is played by someone who is clearly a more seasoned actor. And who's having at least as much fun hamming up the role as the other actors are butchering theirs. <laughs> yeah, in the end, that's another big factor. This film looks like it was just a hell of a lot of fun to make. Five stars. And last five star one I'm going to read is from Amazon customer. As a huge horror fan and fan of independent films, I know and appreciate a good horror flick when I see one. The music throughout the film gives an exciting summer-like vibe and gets you excited. The way it's filmed does make it more realistic and scary. Aside from other reviews on this page, I'd I'd have to politely disagree. I think all the actors did superb on acting and everything about the film. You can tell a lot of hard work was put in. For an independent film from a true horror fan such as myself, I give this five stars. That's what a film is all about, having fun watching it. Not a lot of people know what it's like to make a film, i.e. the money that goes into it, the time, the writing, the scripts, location, scouting, playing, rehearsal, makeup, etc., Therefore, those people cannot appreciate all the effort put into the film. Just so you know, I do. <laughs> would th- would like to see more of those actors, directors, and everyone involved in creating this five stars. You know what? Fucking you. Fuck you, customer. Dude, summer-like vibe? Yeah, it's not even a This was placed in October. It's Halloween. It's Halloween, and it goes into November. Yeah. <laughs> it really and, does. And, and so much music, time passes. The music, what kind of music? Was it the butt Barack rock? Was it the, was it the excellent piano playing? Where's the banjo? Was it the classy banjo? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I hate this, these assholes on here. who's like, you know, nobody knows what it's like to make a film and the money, etc. goes into it. But just so you know... I, I do. do. I know. Like, really? Do you know? Well, if you do, why don't you put your examples down? Put your sources, asshole. Yeah, put your I, money where your mouth is. is. Yeah, if you're part of something, and don't put Amazon customer as a generic anonymous person. Put your name in here and take take ownership of your bullshit. If you're going to be a sarcastic douchebag and call people, like, I do. Fuck you. Yeah, bitch. Anyway, one star reviews. <laughs> From Carol, $3 is way too much for a poor film. So she's a poor sucker who actually, I guess, paid to rent this thing. Ooh, well, there's fucking th- four, four options. Four yeah. options of them. Whoops. Uh, from Louis, this writes, slow, S-L-O, slow, space, detart, D-T-A-R-T, slow detart. I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be slow start, but he fucked up. I don't know. Well, it is slow. It'll make you retarded it's when slow. you start typing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Bayer, every movie has a right to be bad, but this one abuses the privilege. <laughs> I like that one, actually. Uh, Hell Week follows what seems to be the formula for half of the direct video, no budget jobs in the market, a stock core plot. This one vaguely knocking off Texas Chainsaw Massacre at points. Bad acting, woefully incompetent filmmaking, ridiculous overuse of the F-bomb, which is true. They say fuck in this movie more than 
like a lot. I should, I mean, just a lot. Um, uh, overuse of the F on the dialogue and cheesy gore and makeup effects. Add to that a powerful streak of misogyny and thoroughly repugnant main character and a needlessly long frat party sequence that kills the pacing while contributing nothing to the story or characters. And you have a product that doesn't even amount to a so bad as good viewing option. Some of the filmmakers managed to scrape up enough money for a very brief and pointless and bad CGI effect. They should have spent the money on a script editor. One star. Uh, last two from Explorator. The good reviews are obviously from the filmmakers themselves. I know this because this movie is simply too awful for anyone to love it. This is basically a gay bondage movie masquerading as a horror movie. If that's your cup of tea, then go for it. But it's not what I was looking for Dude, or the way I was advertised. It's onto something there. It kind of is. I love bad horror movies, but I can't stand movies that try so hard to be bad and funny and they fail at both and end up seemingly being stupid. Hellwicky is just a waste of everyone's time, especially the viewer. The hot girls who were decent actresses are waste. Not in that way, because it's mostly about guys in peril. Most of the victims are guys who all get tied up and tortured. The villains, quote-unquote, constantly spout the most awful wannabe cool lines they've heard in quite some while, which equates to torture of the viewer. There's hardly any gore, with almost every kill scene being a cutaway, cop-out, unimaginative chase scenes, and with victims running to the dead end, and the video image itself is so incredibly dark, it's impossible to tell what's going on anyway. You deserve better than this. Do yourself a favor and avoid it at all costs. It's too late for me, but at least I can warn others. One star. It's <laughs> a good review. Yeah. Who is that? Explorator. Well done. And last one from Walk of Flame. This film is garbage. It's all caps and spelled G O B B A G. Is this, this Walk of Flocka? Walk of Flame. Walk of Flame? <laughs> this film is garbage. I asked for a movie, not an abortion. The most pissed is how he ends it. <laughs> The most, the most pissed. pissed. The most pissed. <laughs> most is all capitalized. I want to steal that. That's pretty funny. The most pissed. The most pissed. <laughs> uh, and that, that's, that's the reviews. Are right. So that's that. All right. Uh, Aaron, let's wrap this up. What, that's, what's your final takeaway for this one? Okay. This is the director's first foyer into movie making. Yeah. And for a first attempt... Yeah, it's going to be rocky. You know, it's going to have your, your bumps and your lumps. But what surprised me is the length, how long it is. And there's a lot of fat in this movie. So much fat. And you can trim so much out. We don't need to know these guys' backstory that much. We don't need that much information on them. They're frat boys. They're assholes. Once you've established that, they're going to lock. That's Let's move on. Why do we have this long-ass party? Why do we have this talk about with the stripper chick and, like, her relationship with her boyfriend? Her, You know, why did we have that bar scene where the guy had to dress up like a woman and hang out at the bar? There's all this extra stuff. Why do we have that scene at Megan's Diner? Maybe yeah. if you want to give Megan a shout-out, okay, I get it. <laughs> because, man, they sure did love Megan's Diner. Love that corn. They do love that corn. So there's so much you can trim out. And then you put so much more emphasis on the frat boys and their relationship and their party. And you left so much to be left out of the this crazy. And I do think it's a total ripoff of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, crazy family living in a warehouse in the middle of Cleveland. <laughs> it's not like the middle of nowhere. I mean, I know Cle- Cleveland's Cleveland's got the fucking Indians. It's got the Pacers, not the Pacers, but it's Cavs. got the, the Cavs. It's got the, it's a major fucking metropolitan city. And you have this insane psycho killer family living there for God knows how long killing people and they go undiscovered. Yeah. Give me some more story about that. Yeah. That's, let me know that's what, some serious bullshit. Let me know what's going on there. 
Why are we focusing so much on some shitty party <laughs> and uh, going to a bar? No, go back to that crazy family. That's way more interesting. What the fuck's going on with the vampire people? Yes, I know. There's so much there. <laughs> the vampires, I can't get over the vampires. There's so like, much what? in that warehouse to unpack. Why are there vampires? Why? <laughs> Who's the crazy like adult baby woman? There's so much there to unpack, and we never get a fucking glimpse into it. No. Fuck. You missed your mark, man. I think it had some potential. It's, some of the camera angles were pretty good. That scene, that torture scene when the guy's playing the piano, I kind of like that. The blue scene. Blue. It was weird. And I like the weird stuff more because it was just weird. And it, that's just not enough to save it. I'm going to have to yeah. say it's so bad it's scary. I feel like there was a lot of missed opportunity. The focus was completely on the other side of the coin when it should have been focusing more on the, the crazy family in the warehouse. Right. Uh, so bad it's scary. <laughs> I'm obviously right there with you 100%. So bad it's scary. Um, I, I, w- I was thinking of saying, I'm glad you brought it up too, but I was going to mention it. Um, like I said, this is the guy's very first m- m- pitch right, movie. Right. So you got to try to give him some slack there. But at the same time, like, I can only that can only go so far. Yeah, see, it's, it's, I mean, I, I I keep I it's become my 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 bar. I guess my grading stick, my curve, if you will, for independent movies. But I always go back to Pork Shop and don't fuck in the woods and don't yeah. fuck in the woods. I mean, mm-hmm. now especially Pork Shop because it had super low, the lowest. But that's why I go yeah. down the most because it had the lowest budget I've ever heard of. But um, that was like was that Eamon's first movie, first full length movie. I know he did like maybe some wet shorts or something, but that was his first movie. I mean. That's so much better. It was less budget, and this is so all over the place. It's like he took like four different movies and then mashed them into one and tried to come up with something like on like a frat party movie, a slasher a movie, torture, a vampire movie, torture, ghosts. ghosts. It's like what? Like nothing made sense. All in the middle of Cleveland. And you're right. And the, and the length, there's no excuse for it to be an hour and forty minutes, especially when like you could have cut out. This movie could have been 40 minutes and you yeah. still would have been, it wouldn't fine. It would have been way minutes, better. Been, it would have been better. You cut out all that shit about the party. You cut out all the needless folk bar stuff, like you said, and you trim it down. And it's better. Or if you want to make it longer. Yeah. I like your idea of focusing more on the crazy family. Explain where they kind of came from or what they are, how even, they came or to be. You don't a have to explain too much, but just develop maybe their relationships a little bit. Like yeah. the hierarchy. Why did the frat boy going to take over? Yeah, ex- exactly. Why was, yeah. Why is he coming in number two? And again, the vampires, where do the <laughs> vampires come from? Why are there vampires here too? And why are they killing members of the family? Yeah, who are, are they? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I want to know and more about skateboards. The, it's a, yes, <laughs> skateboards. Skateboarding vampire in lingerie. It's, <laughs> what? Some hot lingerie skateboarding vampire, and we don't go on to her. <laughs> yeah, like that's no. Go back to her. <laughs> and she was the best character in the movie, and probably the best actress in the movie. She was the most intriguing part of this movie, <sighs> but she was also the most. It's like, what the fuck? Why is she here? Character in the movie too. <sighs> but yeah, so bad, scary. This is uh. Don't watch this. Don't watch. But you know what? I want to say so bad. But now Eddie Lango is old for two because he also did Scarred, which is also, we said, so bad, scary. But you know what? I will say he did show improvement. Knowing I that this will was his definitely first, say that. Knowing yes. this was his first and he went on to Scarred, I can definitely see. I'd much rather watch Scarred yes. again. 
Scar was much better, much better than this one. It's still shit, it but it's so much better than this one. It makes sense. It made sense. There was, it was more streamlined. It, it was structure. structure. Uh, so he, he, I will say he is learning. He has another movie. Yeah. He, I didn't notice he has another movie called Voodoo Rising, which is about uh, some people in the woods and kill, murder. So I'm like, maybe I'll get him watch it. Maybe we'll do the trifecta and see if he's grown even more. If okay. Can, or if he's going to be 0 for 3 and, <laughs> and get put in our Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> so look for We might do a, his third movie uh, somewhere down the line, probably in January. Because so, yeah, we got we got some plan for I, I know I don't. We... we... That's our show. We 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 dissect and beat up, yeah. you know, bad horror movies or you know where, but I don't want to discourage anybody from making a film. That's and I'm, true. I'm really happy about this Ohio horror scene going on out there. I'm no, really, that's great. Like, yeah. that was, like that's awesome. Underground horror, independent. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to sound like we we're, we're haters because like we don't. It's not like we do because we hate horror movies and blah blah blah. I actually love horror movies. That's why we do. I love bad horror movies, but some of them are just so bad they need to be made fun <laughs> yeah. of and talked about. Uh, but like, we do find our gems, and sure, when we do, we sure. praise them, and we, we, you know. But absolutely, I'm not going to defend myself. Fuck it. You guys either listen yeah, to the show, you love the us, or you the Ohio scene care. is good. I think New York scene is good too. Like the Syracuse, like Buffalo. There's a lot of ones like uh, uh, Night of Something Strange was out of like the New York area, yeah, as was. Because I thought you were about to bring up uh, uh, Killer Rack. Gates of Hell or something like that. But also, Killer House was Buffalo, and that was a shit movie. That was shitty, <laughs> but it was still out of New York. Killer Rack was out of Buffalo also. Yeah. Yeah, that was out of Buffalo. Huh. Uh, so, I mean, there's still, like, little pockets of okay. places. I remember the movie. I don't remember from Buffalo. Obviously, but. California um, and Las Vegas, where uh, Drew Marvick is from. Well, so, that's Vegas. That's the entertainment capital of the world. Yeah. I no, can't. That's Hollywood is. Vegas is. The entertainment capital of. Well, they say it's not like. No, Hollywood is the movie. But, no, they, they say Vegas is the entertainment. Ca- not just movies, but entertainment. Well, okay. Yeah, Casino well, it's also the shows. flight capital of the world, too. Well, whatever. For, for Vegas is Vegas. Fu- yeah, sure. Vegas is Vegas. That's fuck sure. Vegas. Yeah. We're not going to say fuck Vegas, but, you know, it doesn't. Never mind. Uh, fuck it. We're rambling on. We're going to wrap this shit up. Uh, we're done for this week. We'll be back uh, with our Thanksgiving episode. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm going to bring turkey and fixings. Oh, turkey has a big part of next week's episode. Oh, great. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really excited about our holiday movie lineup this year. I've got that all... Uh, uh, scheduled out, and I'm really, super, really, really excited about our Halloween, our, our Christmas movies this year. I'm looking, super, I'm really excited about getting. That's some my of these. favorite time. I know. Of I, I'm ex- year. There's some uh, one, especially one particular one I found. I'm super excited about doing. It's awful in one of the best, best ways possible. <laughs> it's insane. Um, well, I can't wait to unwrap that one. I know. So uh, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Check us out on all of our shit you, we heard about earlier. We'll be back in the future with another horror movie. So in the meantime, guys, remember watch more horror movies and always keep it tight. <laughs>